0: Yeah, I was there. Lost my hair in the 80s. Actually, I had a hair in the 80s. Didn't lose it till about 2000. Still outwardly, I'm wasting away. Inwardly, I'm being renewed daily. Good to see you guys. Um, You know, we're supposed to walk opposite of that. You'll see, we're not supposed to walk like that. That's just totally, we're going to get into that. So just relax. First time here, just, maybe it'll make sense. But here, I'm going to warn you. You see, I had (coughs) the grandkids at the house again. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Thank goodness Lynn took them to Walmart for a whopping two hours today. Got me a little bit of a reprieve. Can I get my water, Lynn, back there? But uh, it's going to be a rambling mess, but we hope that the Holy Spirit has something to say tonight. Amen? Because if it comes from me, it's It's just going to be a mess. So would you guys pray for me, please? I need it, Jesus. Father God, I pray that you would give us ears to understand what it is you would say tonight, Lord. We need to hear from you. In Jesus' name, Amen. And I'm getting a wicked buzz up here. I'm not really sure what that. Means. <laughs> well, first squirrel of the night. It's a great way to witness because you know what I love doing. I go, hey man, if I if I'm in a Home Depot. And they always ask the same question. Hey, would you like a bag? I got to be honest. It's very generous. But you see, I gave it all up to follow Jesus. I really did. Yeah, how about a PO? I don't need one. I have the Holy Ghost. Amen? He keeps me aligned. It's great. So we're going to talk about walking. I hate walking. That's why I have my own personal driver, Barry, drives me here, drives me there. A lot of times at our office, Barry will say, I'll say, well, my car's over there. You can drop me off. He's like, dude, it's like right there hello you're going right by it why would i want to waste mileage on my legs so years ago in 2019 uh, my wife took me to italy i just paid the trip off praise god amen 30 years married yeah 30 years i was married and she goes hey uh, this is a special thing we've been married 30 years and and we're going to go do this this trip i said well I had my own little thing that I, 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 you know, that I was thinking about doing. Maybe renting one of those 1-800-SEE-AMERICA rides, see, and uh, do something like that. And Amanda was over visiting, and uh, it was going great, just swimmingly, actually, as I unveiled my plan. And then I really messed it up when I said, well, we could stop at Walmart parking lot and just have a little nap. If... And then my daughter was like, are you kidding me? So that's how I ended up in Italy. So I lost that battle. But I remember when we got there, Mel, I remember we were in Florence, Italy, the most romantic place in the world, apparently. Even a fellow like me there seems kind of romantic, other than no hair, no tan, you know, that kind of thing. But really, I I felt it, man. We're cruising through, but as I was walking through the streets, I saw this. Everybody there had their iPhones or cell phones, and they're walking like this. I was like, boy, what a bunch of idiots, just walking around aimlessly, staring at their Droids and iPhones and this kind of thing. So Lynn said, "Well, we got to get up early tomorrow because we have a, a, a little tour we're going to take to see the uh, the David, you know." Oh, wow, that's great, you know. Um, so we're going to go there and get up. I said, "Don't worry, I got my iPhone, Android. Actually, I'm an Android guy, and I'm going to punch that in, and we're going to get there." She "Well, we got about forty-five minutes before we're supposed to be there. Great. Okay, I will punch it in my phone. We take off, fucking." And we're doing this. I was like, oh, my God. I think I'm, I'm turning into those guys. Well, we walk and we walk and we walk. Probably 10, 15 minutes. She goes, how much time we got? Like, you know, 44 minutes. Now, I went to Zoom all. But if we'd been walking for 15 minutes, we had 45 at the start. But there was a little icon. I did punch. It was two legs on this, this thing. And I was like, well, what, what is that? I really didn't know how to use my Android. Some of you are going, oh, I'm starting to pencil this together. But I didn't know how to use it. I was using improperly. So I would have been walking around aimlessly forever had I not just gone boop and put it on the walk guy. And then I was walking. I was like, okay. So I was really, by the time we left, we, had, we flew into Rome or Flor- Florence and went to Rome. Uh, by the time we left Rome, we were this guy. I mean, I could flat get around because, you see, I used what was the phone was intended for. I learned how to use it. You guys like that? You know where I'm going, don't you? Okay. So, uh, I used to ask a question. I haven't done it in a while, but I need to get back to it. Hey, how's your walk going? How's your walk with the Lord? On a 1 to 10. Oh, a 10. For for real. Just, I'm... Um, 9, maybe? Really? Well mine's like, I gotta be honest, some days it's a nine, but oftentimes it's a three, but he's always faithful, right? He's always faithful, and sometimes it seems like the wind is in your face and sometimes the wind's at your back, right? So I think when I ask people your walk, if somebody asks you how your walk going, Pete, if you ask me how my walk, I'm gonna be straight. Say, dude, I'm struggling. Right now, I'm in the season of my life, guys. It seems like everything is blowing against me. You know, it really is. And I was like, man, I got, got a couple issues going on overseas with a couple fellas that I'm trying to work through. Got my own family issues. Hey, we got a mess of a family. <laughs> Just when you think you get it straightened out and they moved out of your house, something happens because storms come out of nowhere sometimes, right? And I I look at my life and I'm like, man, how did we end up here? But I'm comforted by the fact for we know. We know all things work for good for those that love God and are called according to purpose. You know, a lot of people leave the we know part out. You know, all things work for good. Do you know it? Because if you don't know that, you don't know it. You got to know that so you can know it. If you don't know that, you don't. Look here. If you don't know that, you don't know it. It It's really weak, but whatever. So Enoch is one. I'm I'm going through this thing on Netflix. This is only going to be about two-hour mess. It's going to be fine. I was... Watching something on TV, and it was—I um, think it was called Roadmap Genesis. Anybody seen that? Uh, you know, it, it could be. I'm not sure if it's Roku or Amazon. I don't know what it is. But, but I'm watching because I'm trying to be more intentional about what I watch. Watching junk, putting garbage in, you're going to get garbage out, right? And this is the wrong time to be putting garbage in. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but there's some crazy stuff going on. All the pieces are being put on the. The chessboard, this is the wrong time to not be up and moving and walking, right? So I'm watching this thing. I was going to watch, you know, something with somebody blowing somebody up or maybe uh, getting revenge on somebody. Fellas, always like, that. Oh, wow, the bad guy winch. I said, no, you know what? I'm fine-tuning my spiritual to K-Jesus, K-Holy Spirit. I don't, you know, not to say we get it right all the time. But I think trying to be intentional about it. Anyway, I put this thing. It said Roadmap Genesis. So I was like, oh, this looks interesting. And it's a story of a guy that was in Hollywood or Hollywood. And he was, a, he was a producer. Produced films like Torture, Revenge on Steroids, or whatever the thing was. But he came to a point after he had his first child that, hey, I have nothing but carnage to show for my life. Is what I'm doing making the world a better place, or is it worse because I'm here, right? And God convicted him. Your place is worse because you're part of the problem. You're making this junk in Hollywood, and you're putting it out there. People think that's normal. So he purposed. He became a rabbi. Oh, just relax, okay? We love Israel. We love Israel. Those who bless Israel will be blessed. Those who curse Israel will be cursed. We love Israel. And I'm not even going to get into all the nonsense going on. I'm just going to say we love Israel. We stand with Israel, right? And we land on the side of the gospel. What side are you on? I'm on the side of the gospel. That's the side I'm on. I'm on the gospel side. Anyway, so I'm watching this thing here. And this guy said, you know what? I'm done. I'm going to go to rabbi school. Went to rabbi school and he became a rabbi. And, and did a deep dive on Genesis. You know how I feel about deep dive. And I was like, man, I have a deep dive on Genesis in a long time. So I stopped my deep, my deep dive. I was doing on, uh, what was I doing? Oh, I was on First Timothy. And I, okay, Lord, forgive me, but I'm going to, boop, put a pen in that. And I'm going to go back to where it started, right? And I started reading through Genesis. And I read that and I read some stuff. Mike Huckabee was on there, one of my personal favorites. I love that guy. He was on this documentary and they're interviewing him and other big shot Christian people and other, you know, rabbis and this and that. And they're saying the first 11 chapters of Genesis are so critical to understanding all of the rest of the Bible and humanity. where, Where we come from, where did this thing called sin that's destroying everything, where did it start? A lot of you. Oh, I know right where it started, Adam and Eve. Quick story about Adam and Eve. I was preaching on Adam and Eve one time, and a real religious fellow sitting in the front see a good friend of mine. And I said, well, You see, when Eve ate the apple, I got the eye roll. You know what the eye roll is? <laughs> it reminds me of Miss Peterson in third grade. Am I right? If I'm lying, I'm dying. It was like, I was like, Relax, dude. I wasn't there. Pomegranate, orange, what we know that she ate something she wasn't supposed to. Might have been a Gala apple. I don't know. But we know, in reading Genesis, that we got way off track and screwed it all up, right? But uh, a tale of two, oh, pause that. We're on a journey. We are walking together. Some of you were, this is your first little stroll you've done with us, and you're like, I think this is weird. And some of you might go, God, they're weird and I fit right in. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> they're just walking with Jesus. You know, that's what we're doing. We don't claim to have it figured out. A lot of people go, man, that's such an amazing ministry. We've been doing this for a long time. They still don't know what we're doing. But people are getting saved. They're getting up dope. Marriage will be restored. People are being saved overseas. Being saved here, delivered from drugs. So those are the signs and wonders, right? So we're on this walk, right? Well, I'd like to take you back just for a little stroll, kind of where it first began, with a little video. You know You like videos, some of you have seen this video. Some of you are like, oh, this is so old. Some of you haven't, so just relax. If you've seen this video, maybe you'll like it a second time. So that's, this is way back when the ministry first started, that same school bus out there that's getting ready to be revived after Pete gives up a kidney or some baloney, whatever. Hey, yeah, he's giving a kidney away because he loves the Lord, okay? I just think the timing is funny because we need the bus fix, and he's the only one who can do it. I know. But praise God. Right? So this is early in the journey. Do you you don't have it? If I sent it to you now, not going to happen. What do you think? Is that? Is it a pain in the neck? On a 1 to 10, what's a pain in the neck scale? Let me grab my phone up here. It kind of pertains, so I think it's, you know. It is on YouTube. So, happens all the time. But look at the Holy Spirit take. And I think it, it pertains, to, you know. Um, it surprises me that... Uh, Oh, that's right. There it is. Mass text. Bam. It's on your text. It happened. Uh huh. You see it? Ha 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 ha. I screw up a lot because I'm just a guy, right? But I knew I sent it. I'm not a real technical guy. Do we have to stall, or should I just get into it? You guys know the story of Enid, right? Um, turn to your Bibles and listen like I said this might be a rambling mess but if you leave here and your walk has improved then we did our job okay help me Jesus so I'm reading through Genesis and really just having a good time I'm going slow I'm reading commentary and I'm looking up Greek and I'm looking up or Hebrew and I'm looking up all these words just having a blast, and I love the lineages in this. So, I'm going to put this here, and I'm going to put this here, and then I'm going to pick up reading this. How much am I going to read it up? I'm sorry, we're on chapter four. By this time, the fall's already happened. God's doled out the curses. All this stuff is going on, and it's it's bad, right? By this time, Cain has killed Abel because he was jealous and uh, thought the other guy Abel's fruits or sacrifices were better than his. So it's a great way to do it: rub them out, and that's how he handles stuff. So that already happened uh, is happening because of the um, opening the Pandora's box, right? So I'm going to pick it up, guys. You got that first scripture? Or you want me to just read it out of here. Don't worry about it. I got you. Uh, chapter four. Let's pick it up in verse 17. And I'm going to read through this. I'm going to picture, you know, Egypt, when you think of Egypt, Egypt is a picture of the world. Uh, it's the world's way of doing things. It's counter to the way of God. Uh, he does Egypt. When you see Egypt, you picture world, right? Follow with me so I'm wondering just surmising if this two characters we're gonna get into are a picture of the world and then the godly way of doing things okay so here we go in verse 17 Cain was intimate with his wife and she conceived and gave birth to Enoch the bad Enoch not the good Enoch okay then Cain became the builder of a city and he named the city Enoch after his son. Erod was born to Enoch. Erod fathered Mahujal, and Mahujal fathered Methushel. (laughs) These are words. And Methushel (laughs) fathered Lamech. Lamech took two wives for himself, one named Adah, the other one named Zelah. Adab bore bore Jabal. He was the father of the nomadic herdsmen. His brother was named Jubal. He was the father of all who played the lyre and the flute. Zillah was Tubal Tubalcane, who made all kinds of bronze and iron tools. Tubalcane's sister was Nema. Lamech said to his wives, two of them, Ada and Zillah, hear my voice, wives of Lamech. Pay attention to my words, for I killed a man for wounding me, a young man for striking me. If Cain is to be avenged seven times over, then for Lamech it will be 77 times. A couple things I want to observe here. I'm going to walk through that. Um, first of all, Cain went out and he was. Let me back that up. Then Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and lived in the land of Nod east of Eden when you guys were naughty did you just love going to church when you were doing the wrong thing you couldn't get away from God quick enough right hiding just me Okay, I think I'm with everybody here. When you're doing naughty things, you want to, the, the devil plays the shame game on you, and you don't want to be around good people because it reminds you that you're not good people. Yeah. But they're not good people either. But we know it, yeah. you see. Okay, so here he goes. He 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 dwells in the land called Nod. You know what Nod means? Anybody? Surprised? Bias doesn't know. Wander. Wandering. The whole world without Christ is wandering around, kind of like that iPhone. They're just walking around; they don't know how to do it. They don't know how to do it. you're just wandering in circles. I know people, friends of mine, that I've watched over 30, 35, 40 years, and they go from one thing to another thing. It might be a hobby, it might be a job, it might be a, a sin, it might be a vice, and we've been doing the same thing, plodding along. Not always perfect. Just relax, but we continually move forward, bit by bit. Just walk, and these people continue. 35 years later, just still wandering around because a soul is restless and will never find rest until it rests in Christ. It just won't. It won't. It's 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 never going to make sense. And, and you can, I, I can think of times for at least two or three people that I really felt the Lord giving me the best and quickened my spirit to present the gospel about as clear as I could have presented it. And it just, it's foolishness to those that are perishing. They just don't get it. The God of this age has blinded them. They just don't get it. It's not that they don't, they don't get it because they're blind. But what's the best way? Just keep loving on them. Keep loving on them, you know. And, and beat them in the head with the Bible when you can. Just kidding. So watch this. He became a builder of a city. He was already building a city. Anything wrong with building a city? Nothing wrong with building a city unless you're building it and God is no... We don't want you here. We're doing our own thing, right? Another guy ended up being a a metal worker. Anything wrong with metal worker? Exactly. All of these things, and it turns out that this Jabal was one of the first guys that had domestic cows and things like that. So he was a farming guy. All this stuff is good stuff, yes? There's nothing wrong with this. The problem is God is completely absent. There's nothing wrong with wanting a better health care system. There's nothing wrong with wanting better for our family. There's nothing wrong with building a city, building a town, unless God is not part of the equation. That's what's happening in our culture. We're kicking God out. And we're wondering why things aren't going right, right? So at the end of it, and this is almost like the ultimate, by the way, you cannot mock God and get away with it. You, you can't do it, right? And you can do it, you can do whatever you want, but I suggest to you it's not a great idea. All right? Well, here's this guy. And this is kind of where, where I'm thinking. You got two different Lamach. This is bad Lamach. Everybody say bad Enoch, bad Lamach. In this chapter. Because they're from the lineage of Cain. Oop, boop, 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 okay? They're from that messed up lineage. He gets down here and he says this. And by the way, the 2 we're going to get to the good guy in a minute. There's only this d- discourse between these two fellows. And this whole thing, just these guys. Everything else, you know, it's kind of third person this, but these are actually direct quotes from the man. And I think it's telling, it shows their character, it shows who they are and where their heart is and who owns their heart. He says this. Now remember, back a little bit later, the Lord replied to him, this is to Cain, he's speaking to Cain. In that case, whoever kills Cain will suffer vengeance seven times over. He placed a mark on Cain that whoever found him would not kill him. Okay? So God gave him a punishment fitting the crime. You killed your brother. Um, Anybody that kills you, I'll avenge them seven times. That's God's. But Lamach, or however you say his name, he said, you know what? I'm going to amp it up a little bit because the Lord said, I'll do it seven times. And he goes on and says if Cain is to be avenged seven times over then Lamech it will be 77 times you know sometimes you want to take stuff out on somebody that's done you wrong that's just Cain's way of doing things vengeance is mine thus saith whomever but when you're operating in the economy our worldview, vengeance is mine thus saith the Lord so if somebody's doing you wrong, you turn your cheek as best you can to go the other way. I'm not saying it's easy. And like I said, we're having some struggle with some friends of ours. Like, dude, bring forth fruit to show thy repentance. If you've truly forgiven somebody, you've forgiven them and you've lost. You've, you've, you, I, I'm not thinking about it anymore. You're not going to continually bring it up and remind the person, right? You're showing at that point you're handling life the way of Cain turn it over to the Lord and let him deal with it, right? He's a lot better at it anyway. You cannot mock God and get away with it. Watch what happens. Everybody with me so far? You want to hear the good part? We're going to get to the good part in a second. Fellas, you got the... Yeah, oh, man, these guys. So this is our journey where we started. Like two songs are playing. I'm not real sure what's happening. Okay. Can't do it. Can't do it. Killing it. What's going on? Okay, we'll watch it some other day. You get the point, though. Okay. 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 Now we have nothing. There's Len. There's a young me. Okay, I'm over it. Totally over it. We're done. No. We can't. Okay. Okay. Do we have music? Oh. Yeah, let's see the pictures. Okay. Okay, okay, okay here we go. Okay, I'll tell you what's going on. This is Paul, our music minister, who had a little bit of a problem, and he's working through some alcohol issues, right? Praise God, he's working on it. This is a young man he was mentoring. This is where we used to set up our ministry in this park for six years. Thursday nights we were down there. That's John, uh, the other guy that did the preaching at the time. Good friend of ours, founder of the ministry. This is our setup outside. Very basic, but it really worked. (laughs) So we have that. That's the, still that. <laughs> now, I just got that tattoo, my first tattoo. Lynn didn't uh, uh, want to be near me for a month. That's another guy, Steve, that preached. I uh, worked the barges, and he would come in, and he would share with us. This is a friend of ours we met from the city. I can't remember his name, but he was a really cool guy, and he used to do devotions and things like that. One of our meetings, celebrating praise the Lord in the streets. That was our church. Another young man that he used to come down with, Purdy. He was part of Purdy's men's group, young man's group. This is me and brother Jeremiah. He was kind of an Amish guy, a real weirdo, but we loved him. That's Purdy. You guys know Purdy, right? Purdy shucking the corn. One of the groups... uh, they would come and serve dinners, a small group from another church kind of thing. They would come down and bring dinners, the buses in the background when it was camoed. That's a guy we picked up at a, at a uh, Metrolink, brought him and hung out with him for a while. Brittany and Matt, another couple that was down there. They were homeless and on the streets. Love that little couple. That, now, that couple's my favorite. That's uh, me squeezing Lynn's sunglasses. And that's the sister praying with a, a gal named Leona, who since passed away and went to be with the Lord. That's another guy that was a, a drunk crackhead. He came to Jesus and got straightened out. That's one of our meetings. And that's a whole bunch of that's a whole bunch of misfits right there, boy. And that's Paul again, Kurt, he's in jail now. And that's a, a, a really cool little group. This guy right here, he's going to Mars. That's Jeff Lewis. He's going to... yeah. And that's a Charlie the Crackhead. He got shot four times, left for dead, and he, he got healed. Jesus healed him. He's still living at the time. There's Bear. Look at that young guy over there. Is he in the Missouri shirt? Wow, there's Paul again. Give me and Purdy. Steve. More of the group. Somebody stole our identity when we were down there. i tell you that. That's that's a whole another story. That's an Alcoholics Anonymous group that used to come. Dave Paglush, who's uh, still a friend of ours and supports the ministry from Home Comfort Siding. Yeah, and that's more food being served. We gave away about 100 to 150 meals per week for close to five years. We were there for six. And this is the height of the recession. Another guy, Jamie. At the height of the recession, we gave away so much stuff we didn't have any money. And uh, that's it. that's it. So that's, <laughs> I have no idea where I'm at now, but thanks. So that's part of the journey. You're on a journey with Christ. That's what this is. It's a journey. And I think when you look at it, like we're on a walk, a stroll with the Lord, it's so much more fun. When you really see it like that and, and recognize that He wants to walk with you. But you have to do it His way, Okay. So there we we were through that. Let's let's get into the line of Seth. It's so much more fun. Okay. These are the family records of the descendants of Adam. Uh, Let me say this. That Lamech was seven in the line from Adam. So in other words, it would have been great, 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 grandpa. So these are the family records of the descendants of Adam. On the day that God created man, he made him in the likeness of God. He created them male and female. Wait a minute. <laughs> male and female. When they were created, he blessed them and called them man. Adam was 130 years old when he fathered his son in his likeness according to his image and named him Seth. Adam lived 800 years after the birth of Seth, and he fathered other sons and daughters. So Adam's life lasted 930 years, then he died. That's a fulfillment. Not only in in, in 2.17, in in chapter 2, in verse 17, he said, if you eat of the apple, good and evil, you will die. He died 900 years later. But he died, in a spiritual sense, that second. Dead. Done. Separated from God. Just like we were. Separated by our sins and trespasses, right? Dead in our sins before Jesus. Okay? So. Seth was 105 years. And let me say this about all these. I'm going, okay, was, was Noah around when, you know, you start getting into this thing and then doing the timelines. It's really fun because you start realizing some of these guys were around at other people, like For instance, Abraham might have been alive when this person, it just goes on and on. It's really cool because sometimes we think time is linear, but there's overlap. And I can't remember any of it. (laughs) So do your own deep dive. But it's fascinating to realize that perhaps, you know, uh, uh, Enoch could have been around when this guy was around and so forth, okay? It's amazing. Seth was 105 when he fathered Enosh. Seth lived 807 years after the birth of Enosh and he fathered other sons and daughters. So Seth's life lasted 912 years. Then he died. Right? Enosh was 90 years old when he fathered Kenan. Kenan lives 815 years after the birth of Kenan and he fathered other sons and daughters. So Enosh's life lasted 905 years. Then he died. Kenan was 7 years old when he fathered Mahalalal. Kenan lived 840 years after the birth of Mahalalel, And he fathered other sons and daughters. So Kenan's life last, lasted 910 years. Then he died. Mahalal was 65 years old. when He fathered Jared. Mahalalal lived 830 years after the birth of Jared. And he fathered other sons and daughters. So Mahalalel life lasted 895 years. Then he died. Jared was 162 years old when he fathered Enoch, Jared lived 800 years after the birth of Enoch, and he fathered other sons and daughters, so Jared's life lasted 962 years. Then he died. I think it's kind of cool because David says, teach me to count my years. Mortality rate is consistently hovering 100%. Well, maybe with whatever. You get my point, right? But sometimes when you're our age or older, you think you'd, you, it's kind of hard to get your mind around the fact that you're going to be dead. You're going to die, right? I started thinking about this as we get into it. How cool would it be to have simply on your tombstone he walked with the Lord? Because as we see, it's going to say everything about you. They could say, oh, he built cities, he did all this stuff. And Paul. I'd rather have my name in the book of life than on some building that's going to be covered up with dust. The book of life, you know, your name will be in there. He walked with God. Or how about this, he served God in his generation. Okay, so here he is. And, and, and again, I, I, I'm kind of walking backward because when I was doing my deep dive, I'm doing this for me. I'm not doing this to for you, <laughs> I'm doing because I want to walk closer to the Lord. I want to know about. It. I want to know his history and know where it came from. And I think preachers sometimes do this. To me, I'd rather like, I want to take this in. And then as I started exploring, I go, this is fascinating. When I came to this, and I've read this, I don't know how many times I've read this. Enoch walked with God. Enoch was sixty-five years old when he fathered Methuselah. After the birth of Methuselah, Enoch walked with God 300 years and fathered other sons and daughters. So Enoch's life lasted 365 years. And this is when there's a game change. Because you would almost expect that Then he died. Enoch walked with God. Then he was not there because God took him. Right? Okay. So I started thinking about that. Enoch walked with God. And when he's 65 years old, he fathered Methuselah. Something happened to him at that time that he said, it's time to pick my gate up. It's time to walk with the Lord. You would think he probably knew about the Lord. Maybe he knew the Lord. Maybe he did religious things. I don't know, but something happened around the birth of his son that he said, it's time for me to walk, to understand, to grow, to move, and make him more than just Saturday night or Sunday morning, let's get with it. Let's get serious about this thing, right? For me, it was the birth of our first daughter, kind of like him. And I told Lynn, I go, obviously. We're going to have to go to church because we want her to toe the line, not get pregnant. So we're going to have to get her in church. (laughs) Kind of really how it was. You see, I was a heathen. So we go to the Episcopalian church. Got rejected by the Catholics, the whole thing. I figured they were second in line in succession. They were, you know, them in the front, Episcopalians in the back, whatever. But something happened when we had a, a child that made me start thinking about things. It took three years for Jesus to get a hold of me, but that was part of my testimony. So something happened to him at that time he was 65. And then he walked with God for 300 years and fathered other sons and daughters. Now I thought about that. Can you imagine being alive for 300 years? Right? We've, well, I was dragged along for about 12 years, and I've been 11 years, and I've walked with God. And in other words, that's been my goal of my life for 19 years. And sometimes it thinks, come and get me. We only have 270 years to go. Can you imagine? But it must have been some giddy-up in the step as he walked with the Lord. I mean, how could you possibly do it? For And, and then, then he took you, as if to say your journey is complete. You know, we've walked all over the place. I can see, almost see the last walking date in the physical sense we've been walking for some 200 and some odd years don't even bother going home you see we're going home (laughs) we're not you don't have to go home you see I'm taking you home how about that would that be cool he was the first person he said then he died he did not he went to be with the Lord so what are the character traits this is kinda what I thought was cool It's better to, you know, people come in, we've seen them come in like Roman candles. You know what a Roman candle is? Man, they come in with a bang. Whish, whish, They're on fire for probably three months. Maybe four. And this, Here we are just plodding along. 200 and some odd years. It's better to end well than start well and quit. Would you agree? I'd say about the backslide party that Barry maybe throw in October of 93. I mean, to me, we got saved on May 1st and we were on fire, man. I just couldn't believe the God of the universe through Christ reached out and saved me. And then something happened. I took him for granted and just stopped doing it, come to find out it's a test. And then by the fall of that year, we threw some party called a backslide party. God winked at our ignorance back then. Can you imagine what would happen if we tried something stupid like that now? I mean, we didn't even know. I'd never even heard of the term. I don't even know how it came to us. It was the most ridiculous thing ever. And God was kind and God was patient, and God allowed that. But I we, you know, the longer you walk, the narrow, the path gets it gets skinnier. We don't have that latitude. Some of you might be dabbling with something you should not be dabbling with. And God winked at in years past. I don't know what it might be. Maybe all of you are just walking and tiptoeing through the tulips. But if you were to come back today, if you were to come back today, are you ready? Would you say, Man, you've been walking with me. I can't wait to take you home. This place that I prepared for you is amazing. Or would you first, like, we don't want to be ashamed of this coming. We want to catch the Lord in stride. When he comes, we're just kind of going to be walking, let anger go, and bitterness and unforgiveness and all that stuff where we should be getting rid of that. can't be part of a walk with the Lord. It can be part of religion, certainly, but it can't be part of a fresh, groovy walk with the Lord. It It has no place. It just doesn't. It's That's the way of Cain. And separating the way of Jesus from the way of Cain is, I guess it's a battle, Romans 7. It's a battle from here until we get there, right? But at this point in my walk, I'd like to think that it's straighter now than it was than when I started. We should be walking better. We should be. Now I got these little notes I haven't even read yet. The thing got me all out of whack. Okay. Let's just talk about The keys, what, why, why, and also let me remind you here. He's also seventh in the line of Adam. So you have Lamech, and you have Adam. Both are seven. One came from the line of Seth. One, yeah, there you go. One came from the line of Cain, right? with two worldviews. It's what's going on in a culture right now. You have two competing worldviews. Right? I'm not saying that everybody bad came from, who knows, maybe they're converted. And then you change the DNA of your family. Hey Amen. He did mine. Right? And remember that Enoch, at that time, it was getting darker and darker and darker and darker. Look up the days of Noah, and all this stuff was going on. I thought this was really cool. You know what Methuselah means? This is, Methuselah would have been Enoch's son. It means, (laughs) when I'm dead, it'll come. Judgment. When I'm dead, it will come. And Enoch, later in Judah, said he's called a prophet. The whole book of Enoch thing, and I'm not going to get into that, it's not inspired. But what we do know, that Enoch was a prophet of sorts, right? He named his kid, when I'm dead, it will come. And wouldn't you know it, as soon as the Methuselah died, they say within a year, depending on who you ask, the flood came. How about that? Yeah. I mean, to me, and it's also a picture of Christ coming back, I think. You know, it's also, I just thought that was really cool. And you could get into the really deep weeds, which I was, and I'm not smart enough to figure it all out, but I started doing all the math and the numbers. It's, it's, it's a mind blower because the Bible is amazing. <laughs> it's amazing, Right? Okay, so what's the difference? First of all, he was country when country wasn't cool. Huh? He was country when country wasn't... I just made that up. Just relax. There's a, there's a tie. Don't you dare put a scroll up this ties. Sometimes, you know, it, it, it's, it's cool even hip to be a Christian with, when you're with your Christian friends. You know, it's easy to do the right thing when everybody around you is doing the right thing. Right? Who are you or who is Enoch? He was in a world that was total counter. It was getting darker and darker and darker and darker. We know the end of the story, or not the end. We know the next chapter when God just said, I'm done. I've had it. I'm done, right? But here's Enoch doing the right thing, preaching, living right, Enough where you got taken out of this world. So I am asking you guys are you set apart and living for Jesus when you're out at your jobs? As best you can. When you're at home with your family. When you're on the road on vacation. Or do you leave Jesus at home? I don't know. I'm just saying because I've been on both sides of the fence. But like I said, the longer I walk with Jesus, the more that it's becoming, it's, wait a minute, I'm being conformed to the image of the Son. Wow. Here we go. The number one thing, you got to start. So here he is, Enoch, convicted of a sin. He confessed his sin. He... Uh, going in a different direction. You guys ever watching The Chosen? Anybody watch the Chosen? Anybody just can't, I just can't believe it. It's just so ridiculous. He's taking a lot of flack from that, right? And I always say, well, it's a great show, but if you like the show, read the book. It's even better. But I like the beginning when they have all the fish swimming in one way. You know. And then all of a sudden, boop, one goes the other way. Boop, there goes another one. Boop. That's what it is with us, right? You were going one way, Round and around, wandering aimlessly through Italy with all this power and all this stuff that God's given to you with an internal do-right-a-meter. I just made that up. Thank you, Jesus. Called the Holy Spirit, convicting you of your sin. Informed. You were going round and round, and then all of a sudden you flip and go the other direction. And now you're going against the wind, but he that is in me is greater than he is in the world. Right? So, something you got to start. Here he was. For him, it started when he was 65. When he was time, maybe he just said, I'm tired of having one foot in the world and one foot in heaven. I don't know. I lived like that for a long time. That's a miserable way to live. Nothing more miserable than a saved person trying to go with the world. You're miserable. It'll never make sense. It'll never work. Your life just going to, let's just say it. Sucks. Until you agree with God and go, the, can two walk Can two walk together unless we agree? You can't walk with God and do things that are contrary to what he says. You can't do it. You can't do it. And trust me for a guy that looked for every ankle, finally said, your way's right. Let's just do it, right? And that was 19 years ago when I finally started walking with the Lord. Of course, I might have been kind of, oh, it might have been like that. Now we're kinda of, we're just strolling. Just strolling along, and it's not perfect all the time. But you gotta start somewhere. When is the best time to plant an oak tree? When's the next best time? So if you're being an idiot, stop it, repent, go the opposite direction, and start your walk. It's so simple, isn't it? Number two, how about this? My personal favorite. You gotta pay attention. You know, I just—I keep going back to just like. To me, it's like now that I'm living in attention, I see God everywhere. I don't have to—I don't have to look for the modern-day miracles somewhere, somewhere else. Look for God in the ordinary, just the ordinary day. Today, I had a great example. Check this out, Mel. Just the ordinary. So I go to O'Reilly. Because my buddy sent me up there and said, go get the parts. And I knew I was going to screw it up, so I told the fellow there, I said, listen, if I come home with the wrong part, he's going to black my eye. and look really weird for the pre-trip at misfit. See, I'm throwing that out there, see. I'm a fisherman, see. I'm throwing that out there. And he goes, uh, yeah, he goes, hey, when I was young, we used to go out there and do hole shots in your park a lot. Remember the flash mobs that we had? Like, dude, that was like two years ago, three years ago when you were young? I mean, I literally have food in my fridge from when you were doing the whole, whatever. <laughs> the, remember the flash mobs? Remember that thing? We're getting all worked up about. It. like, ah, let me be kids, whatever. But he said, hey, I said, hey, I want to invite you to come to church. You know? We're gearheads there. We love tire smoke, and we love Jesus. You know, we love, Just, can you, you know, come on up, hang out. And he hadn't really been to church much. He said, well, do you guys have any food? <laughs> Hold on. This is actually quite sad. I was like, "What do you mean, man?" He goes, "Man, you know, my wife got fired. I mean, I'm, I'm am a, a, a newlywed." I go, "Praise God, you're starting a little family out. What a great time! What a great, what a great time to build a family on Christ. It's a great time for you. Great season for you. Well, you know, I, I'm, I'm hungry. We, we don't have enough food." And I was like, "Wow. Huh. Okay, okay. Now I know why." I was at Napa, actually. Now I know why O'Reilly's didn't have the part that I needed. I needed to go down there. The steps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord. And when you're walking with the Lord, you end up where you need to be. If you're being an idiot, walking your own way, you're never in position for anything. And all the fun stuff happens to other people. We have encounters all the time and we're not out there making stuff up. Don't have to. When you're on a stroll with the Lord, you just, hey, hey, and just talk ask a few questions, live intentionally, come to find out he's hungry. And I call my boy Mel. Hey, got a fellow that's going to be calling you, and I hope he does. And he said, well, I go, if, he, if Saturday nights don't work out for you, then go to church on Sunday at Ecclesia. We're not in competition with you. Now, you could be a dual enrollee like Mel, see? He's got them dual, dual enrollment. He comes to both of them. Because he's walking with the Lord. And there's nothing better than being with God's people. There's just nothing better. Yeah, you annoy me. You do, you do, you do, you do, you. Definitely, you do, you do. Lynn, you don't. But you know what? I love you and there's no place that I'd rather be than walking with God's people according to His way of walking. Not my way because I have a track record it doesn't work out really well. So, got to pay attention. By the way, I've been noticing sunsets. Yeah, I've been noticing them. I've been noticing them. God's glory. He could have just left it black, but he wanted to show his glory off for us, for anybody who would pay attention. got to be honest, for the first, you know, every, till, till last week, I never really paid attention. But seeing, I know, it's, it's, I'm working on it because I want to see God in people. I relate to God in people. Broken people, but I also want to see God in the sunsets and the stars. I walked out the other night and I was like, "Okay, Lord." When I survey the vastness of Your work, who is my who is man that You're mindful of us? I'm thinking now I get it. I understand what the, what David meant. It was like, wow, the greatness of Your hands. Who 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 is Randy that You're even mindful, you even give about me? You know who? Wow! And I just kind of looked at. It. I was like. Wow. So, pay attention. And when you pay attention, you end up where you're supposed to be. And when you're where you're supposed to be, he'll loose your lips. And when you're intentional, you don't have a bunch of garbage and sin in your life, you want to speak for the Lord. You want to. When you're not wrapped up in bitterness and anger and all that resentment and all the things that happened to you, because the same things that have happened to you have happened to me. Right? The same things. And when you let it go, you can't help. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I can't help but talk about Jesus. I asked them the other day, do you think I'm a good witness? Because you know, we should always be challenging and asking our wives if we're doing it right. So I asked her, she said, are you kidding me? And I'm thinking, don't you think we could do more? Remember the end of Schindler's List, the movie? It's a great, powerful, man, just one more. If I could have just had this wristwatch, it would have been 10 more people. If I could have just had this, it would have been 10 more people. We have one life. Soon to pass, only what's done for Christ will last. That's it. That's called walking with the Lord, right? Seizing the moment, carpe-ding all over it. Because there's nothing cooler than telling people about Jesus and watching them open to Christ, right? There's nothing. And I know that I've been with a lot of people in here when they share the gospel. And you say, well, I'm not very good at it. Well, are you pretty good at saying, hey, man, I love you. You're a really nice person. Um. Want to come to church? That's pretty cool. That's pretty simple. That's basic 101. You can take it from there, right? But you have to be, you have to start, you have to be paying attention to the word and all that stuff. And when you're doing that, you're walking with the Lord, you'll end up at the right place. He'll loose your lips, but it might take it, you might have to get out there. You might have to get, oh boy, oh man. Here we are, Jesus. Oh boy. Woo! Woo, and do it. <laughs> What's the worst going to happen? Okay, now, you got that? You got Two of them down? Look for God in the ordinary. Don't be waiting for the big old honking miracles. See God in the ordinary. Okay. Oh, here it is. Right here. That's why I don't take notes. okay last thing you gotta know God you gotta know him you don't have to know about him I had an uncle out in Idaho Uncle Pete and it's weird isn't it he was I think he would have been a really cool uncle to get to know I mean I could pick him out in a picture And I'd hear stories about him. Man, Uncle Pete did this, Uncle Pete did that, Uncle Pete did this. And I'm thinking, wow, I wish I would have participated, but I was too busy being, you know, me, and I didn't really get to know Uncle Pete. Never took the time to call Uncle Pete. Never took the time to to ask people about him. Tell me more about Uncle Pete. But I could certainly pick him out of a picture. I could pick him in there, but I never knew what he, I, I hear even, like, at a family reunion, I could even tell a couple stories about Uncle Pete. When I was with the right people in the family, I wanted them to be impressed that I knew the family like they knew the family. And then I would cherry pick those stories. I think a lot of people are like that about Jesus. You come to church and you hear us talk about this relationship that we have and we're trying to cultivate and develop just like you guys are. And we're, we're walking with the Lord, doing the best we can, stumbling along sometimes, falling down, getting back up, and all the things. All right, spent falls seven times. All that stuff. And, and, and you cherry-pick But you don't know God like you need to know God. We need to know God at a deeper level. I suggest that at this particular dispensation in history, we need to know Him like intimately. We need to be walking with Him like daily walking and just leaning on Him. Not on our own understanding, but on Him. We need to be leaning on Him. Because when it hits the fan, are you going to be ready? It certainly looks like it could. The rapture could happen at any time. I'm a rapture guy, right? I'm a rapture guy. We're going to get to that in just one one second. But what if it doesn't happen like we think? Are you prepared to go through a little bit of trouble? I was looking for the easy out. Well, I am too. And I'm looking at it. I'm doing my digging. And I think we're going to be raptured out. I think the scripture supports it. However, what if it looks a little bit different? You know? God, no God. We have to be intentional. Here's that word that you're probably not going to like. Ooh. Obey. Obedience. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Right? Um, remember a few weeks ago we talked about, and I'm going I'm to bring that up because I think it's a great point. That original word would have been a word that the Greek fishermen would have been aware of, or the, uh, the, the fishermen. It was a Greek word that the Jews would have been aware of. Okay? If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. They'd go out in the Sea of Galilee, they'd see a star, and they would go, okay, I'm going to keep that star right there. I'm keeping it. And then uh, if your boat ran off course, you look back at the star by keeping it, you bring your boat back in alignment with that star. So when we read the word, even though your life will get off and you'll, you'll end up in a deep weed. Sometimes you bring it back and you're keeping the commandments. Only Jesus kept the commandments for you. It's by faith. Okay? Good? You with me still? We're almost done. Sincerity. How about this? Sacrifice. Purity. And like we said, I think we need to be really careful about our social media posts and all that stuff while we're watching on television. We could just go on and on about the purity thing. All that stuff sacrifice we could do that. and I'm going to read this scripture and come to find out, Lynn told me that this is crossroads mission statement, which I think is really cool. It's found in Jeremiah verse six, because ultimately it boils down to choices, right? you agree? I mean, if you wake up all day tomorrow and you watch a bunch of junk on television, watch a bunch of junk on Monday and you, and you skip whatever you do and then you come back here on Saturday night and you wonder why your life's falling apart, then you've made a choice. You've made a choice. You know, if you're going to go out and do stupid stuff, what do you think is going to happen in the end? You're going to get stupid back, right? Stupid does. You know, it's just the way it is. Jeremiah 6, verse 16. This is what the Lord says. Stand by the roadways and look about the ancient paths. Which is the way to do what is good? Then take it and find rest for yourselves. But they protested, we won't. I appointed watchmen over you and said, listen for the sound of the ram's horn. But they protested, we won't listen. You have Cain, the descendants of Cain. They're not going to listen to that. And you have the descendants of of Seth, the godly line. Hey man, just tell me what we need to do, and we're going to do it. The best we can. Is it so simple? Guys? So simple? Thanks, Joshua. I think it's pretty simple. (laughs) Man. Wow. So I suggest to you, guys, go home. Deep dive. Get in your commentaries. Matthew, Henry, some on the back. You you know, the Blue Bible. Just have some fun with it because as I walk through that, and, and I wish that I could convey All that God was showing me through all of that, and even the name Noah, means rest. Rest. Ultimately, uh, it's it's crazy uh, how much fun you can have deep diving the Bible when your grandkids aren't there. I mean... (laughs) But it was still fun. And no, I thought about that too, because kids are a blessing. And I think sometimes the Lord tests you like that. How are you going to respond? Get away from me. I got to go preach the good news. <laughs> I mean, to me, it's probably not going to work real well. You know So, so I'm suggesting, and you might check out that roadmap Genesis. It's not doctrine, but just check it out. You know I think uh, but Genesis I'm having fun with, I encourage you guys to have fun with. If you don't know the Lord, you're not walking with the Lord, like Tim said, grab somebody. We'll, we'll, we'll show you the way, the truth and the life. It's Jesus. He's the way. No one comes to the Father but through Him. And I'm sure I'm preaching to the saints. Father God, we thank You for tonight, Lord. We thank You that You are the way, the truth, and life. And You've shown us what is good, Lord. We pray in Jesus' name, a blessing over this community of faith, Lord, that You would uh, just walk with us, Lord. We want to walk with You Your way, Lord, not our way. Lord, we pray for those that are traveling, those that are sick, and those that just aren't... uh, feeling well, all that stuff, Lord. We need your blessings here. We pray for Uganda and India. Lord, we do lift up Sam Childers' uh, wife, uh, Justine, I think is her name. We pray in Jesus' name that per- the procedure she's going through would-, would come out okay. Lord, we uh, we thank you for Richard Koss who's going to be here next week and ask him to bless his travels, Lord, uh, as he shares the word of God next week. In Jesus' name, amen. That's what I wanted to tell you, guys. Thank you, Jesus. Next week, Richard Koss is coming uh, to, to bring the word, you guys know Richard, right? So if you know any people that are incarcerated or, or former or whatever, he's just a real frog kisser. So he'll be next week. Make sure to tell your friends. Um, it's going to be a great night. It's always fun when Richard comes in town. And I believe Alpha is going and playing music for Richard. We hope if all the paperwork gets done, he's going to do 20 songs at the St. Charles County Jail for Richard. So We've connected them, and I think it's going to be a neat thing. Good for Richard. Good. Yeah, how about that? It's great, isn't it? Hopefully, they don't keep Alpha. We need them here. You're dismissed, guys. Get out of here.